Sabres and Yotes tonight. We'll preview the Sabres lineup. we got some changes on the blue line, an update on Rasmus Dahlin. We'll preview what the Coyotes have in store for the Sabres tonight, how their year is going, and also just how their the state of their franchise is, which is always a talking point with the Coyotes. Plus a betting preview all ahead here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. You can check out our YouTube show, uh, Locked On Sabres on uh, YouTube. Joe DiBiase here on the show today at Sneaky Joe Sports at Locked On Sabres to follow the podcast. Scott, we got a game preview tonight between the Buffalo Sabres and the Arizona Coyotes, the first of a four-game homestand for the Sabres, an opportunity to keep it rolling in the standings after two losses to two top teams in Carolina and Tampa Bay on the road over the weekend. The Sabres have a chance to get back in the win column against one of the weaker teams in hockey, if not the weakest team in hockey in the Arizona Coyotes. We will preview tonight's matchup, which means we'll look at the opponent, what their lines look like, who's playing well for the Coyotes, where their current places in the standings. We'll look at some changes to the Sabres lineup, including an update on Rasmus Dahlin. Look back in history, too, between these two teams, the Sabres and the Coyotes. have a little bit of an interesting history. And then, of course, our betting preview is coming in the back half of today's show. So all of that is ahead. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you may be listening, including uh, our YouTube channel where you can leave a comment on there as well. So an update on the Sabres for tonight's game. 7 o'clock puck drop at KeyBank Center between these two teams. Rasmus Dahlin is expected to play. He was dealing with a head injury. He did practice on Tuesday morning at the morning skate on a pair with Jacob Bryson. And Don Granato said on his appearance on WGR on Tuesday morning that Dahlin is expected to play on Tuesday night. So that's a good sign that it's nothing major in terms of the head injury. No lasting effects, but uh, we'll have to monitor him going forward. But good to see Dahlin back in the lineup. Of course, he plays Huge amounts of minutes and is such a pivotal player when he is on the ice for the Sabres. So what that means is not a lot of big changes from what we told you the Sabres were skating with yesterday on Monday morning skate. Tuesday is largely the same, but with Darlene in place. So just a few changes. The Sabres lineup for tonight includes Tage Thompson centering J.J. Paterka and Casey Middlestat. Dylan Cousins centering Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner. Peyton Krebs centering Victor Olofsson and Rasmus Asplund. If you missed Monday's episode, I went through why I love that line. I love that line. I hope it develops a nickname, whether it's the the uh, the KO pod, uh, the KO line or the the Koa something. We got to come up with some nickname because I think that line is going to work. Uh, Krebs is the playmaker. Olofsson is the goal scorer, and Asplund is the dirty work. It's a very well balanced line. It's fast. It's young. It's skillful. Uh, I think Krebs, Olofsson, Asplund is going to work wonders together. And then Zemgis Gergensen centering Victor Olofsson and Jack Quinn. And Vinny Hiostroza was skating as an extra D-man. Now, I told you on Monday, since Quinn and Hinostroza were rotating in and out, maybe that means Vinny was going to be back in the lineup because he hasn't played in a couple of games. Granado's talked about wanting to keep a rotation going. 
But instead, it looks like Vinny Hinostroza is going to be the healthy scratch, and Jack Quinn will remain in the lineup, which is good. That's that's how I would do it. That's how I hope the Sabres continue to do it. That's how they're doing it tonight. Uh, Darlene on a pair with Jacob Bryson at practice. Again, Darlene is expected to play. We don't know that officially yet, but Granado said it, so they have to take him at his word. Owen Power uh, skating with Cal Clegg, per usual. Uh, Lawrence Pilot with Casey Fitzgerald. And then Jeremy Davies with uh, Vinny Hinostroza as the extra defenseman. Ilya Labushkin was not on the ice, but the Sabres tweeted out that Labushkin is expected to play as well. Now, yesterday at practice, Labushkin was with Bryson. So if Bryson's back with Darlene, maybe Labushkin goes in for Clegg. Or maybe Labushkin goes in for Fitzgerald. I would imagine it's one of those two as Pilot and Power would remain on the left side. Labushkin will take out one of the right side defensemen, given that he's a right shot. Uh, For me, it's a close one. Clegg is just kind of a guy. And you might want to see if you could get more out of Casey Fitzgerald for the rest of the season and want to get him to work through his lumps right now. But on the other hand, Clegg has been better than Fitzgerald, in my opinion, in the last couple of games. So it should be one of those two if Labushkin does indeed play. I'm not sure which one. My guess would be it's Fitzgerald, um, but I can see the arguments for why it should be Clegg. So we'll have to, we'll have to, you know, uh, keep tabs on who is going to go in, go out for Labushkin if indeed Labushkin does end up playing. So that's what the Sabres lineup's looking like for tonight. This matchup, Sabres and Coyotes. It's not quite a storied history by any means. I mean, it's Buffalo versus Arizona, two teams that have neither of which been any good really at all for the last decade. The Coyotes had that one year where I believe they made it to the conference finals. They at least made it to the second round. Maybe they they got eliminated in round two. Um, And the Sabres haven't made the playoffs in 10 years. So you'd think, okay, different conferences, different sides of the country, horrible teams. What would they have anything to do with each other? Well, if you remember, we were we were tank rivals in the 2014-15 season. And the most you know famous game between these two clubs, the Sabres and the Coyotes, is the Tank Bowl, March 26th of 2015. I was in the crowd. I was a full-on tank, embrace the tank guy. I had a bag over my head with a smiley face on the bag because you know we wanted to make sure everyone knew we were happy about the losing. Um, and that's the famous game that the Coyotes come back to win. They tie it against the Sabres late in the third period. They win it in overtime 4-3. to three. I don't even remember. Sam Gagne maybe is the guy who gets the goal for Arizona. And the Sabres fans cheered. And Mike Weber was mad about it after the game. Zach Bogosian was mad about it. It got talk on ESPN. I remember part of the interruption did a segment about it with Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon. Like that, was a, that was a scene, that game. Uh, we were full in McEichel race mode and the Sabres and the Coyotes were the worst two teams in the league at that point. And that was a big win. And listen, for those who want to say the tank failed, you wouldn't have Alex Tuck right now. If that hadn't happened, you wouldn't have Peyton Krebs had that not happened. You wouldn't have that first round pick, uh, Noah Oslin, if that did not happen. So you're still working on three good pieces that are a part of this rebuild that only are here because they finished last that season and were able to get a haul for Jack Eichel. Cause guess what Arizona got in that draft. If you don't remember, Arizona was in the tank race. They lost the tank race. And what they got out of it was Dylan Strome. And Dylan Strome was off the coyotes within two years. He played 41 games for the Arizona coyotes. He had seven goals and eight assists. That's the alternative. 
Then uh, they ended up trading him away for, hold on, don't tell me without looking it up. I want to say, oh, you know what? I'm not going to remember it. Uh, they traded him to Chicago for Nick Schmaltz. That's who it was, Nick Schmaltz. So they have Nick Schmaltz to show for it. Uh, and I'm not even sure if he's still on the Coyotes. He is. He is still on the Coyotes. Decent player. But the Sabres have Tuck. The Sabres have Krebs. The Sabres have the first-round pick. Um, and they had multiple years of Jack Eichel playing like a superstar. Not seven goals. I mean, it did go great with Eichel and Buffalo, if you look back in history. But it went a lot better than seven goals and eight assists. I mean, holy cow. Um, so that was the value that that game showed to have. And I never, I will never look at that game as a stain on the Sabres fan base. I will always look at that as a badge of honor uh, for the Sabres fan base. That they knew the importance of what was going on there. And they weren't so simple-minded to think that, oh, winning tonight's the best thing for the organization. No, Sabre fans knew not what was best for the team that night on the ice, but what was best for the organization, what was best for the fan base, the future of the franchise. Everyone was smart enough to know and had deep enough thought to know what it was. Um, and, you know, it pissed off Mike Weber, but I don't blame Mike Weber either, but that was uh, just the way it went. So that's, that's really all there is, though, for Sabres and Coyotes history. Since that game on March 26, 2015, the Tank Bowl, the Sabres have won 8 of 12 meetings against the Coyotes. The Coyotes have just always been a, a doormat, right? They've always been one of the worst teams in hockey. When they're good, it's like a stunner. Um, in fact, if you go back to their inaugural season in 1996, the only teams with a worst point percentage, a worse point percentage uh, in the NHL since they – came into existence are the New York Islanders and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Excuse me, not the Islanders. The Islanders actually have the same points percentage as the Coyotes. The The Blue Jackets and the Kraken. The Kraken have only played one year as an expansion team. The Blue Jackets, a 492 points percentage. The Coyotes, a 498 points percentage since 1996. Uh, so they've just always been horrible. Career franchise record of five, 588 858 losses. Sorry, reading numbers is hard. 858 wins, uh, 864 losses, and 94 ties slash overtime losses. So Coyotes will tell you, though, about what's going on with the Coyotes right now. Not too different uh, from where they've been in the past, but it's bad. And we'll let you know how bad when we come back here on the Lockdown Savers podcast with Joe DiBiase. And then in our third segment, we're going to preview tonight's betting matchup. And we'll do that by looking at the odds at Bet Online. Uh, BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends from everything in professional and amateur leagues out there. From football to basketball to soccer, you got the World Cup coming up, eSports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can get those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Joe DiBiase back here on the Lockdown Savers podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. When you are done with us, be sure to make your second listen. Game to game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Lockdown game to game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game to game on Lockdown NHL, available in the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So what is going on with the Arizona Coyotes? If you haven't watched a whole lot of them this season, this is the epitome of what the Coyotes are. It's the peak. It's peak Coyotes. It's they're the worst team in hockey, and 
they are proving to everybody why they should not have an, uh, an NHL team, why the market should not have an NHL team. Uh, it's a, it's a, just an embarrassment. It's a black eye on the NHL that they are currently playing in the arena that they are playing in. They are playing in Mullet Arena. Cool name, but a joke of a venue for an NHL team. Uh, it's the Arizona State. If you don't, if you haven't kept up on this, it's the Arizona State Hockey Arena is where the Coyotes are playing with a max capacity of about five, 6,000 people, less than a third of what every other NHL arena is in the, in the NHL. And they're playing in a facility that has locker rooms that are like stuffed away in closets. And the visitor's locker room is like in this open, in this open area where there's curtains set up. It's just like this makeshift, um, makeshift arena setup for the Coyotes. They got the Arizona State logo at center ice. It's just such, such an embarrassment. And they're hoping to get an arena deal done with Tempe, Arizona, but there are so many loopholes and, and hurdles that still need to be jumped over to get to that point. And then we're talking about years before that arena will be built and ready to be completed. And then on top of that, who's to say they're even going to stay there long-term if they get a new arena? Because they got kicked out of their last arena, the Gila River Arena in Glendale, Arizona. I mean, it's not a perfect venue. In fact, for the area, if you know the area at all, it's kind of away from everything else. So it's not a great spot, but the Coyotes got kicked out of their previous arena because they didn't pay their bills. They, they were threatening to lock the doors. The Coyotes had to pay through the end of last year up front or else they were going to get kicked out because they just weren't paying their bills to the uh, to the, the leaser uh, that had the arena. So who's to say they build this new arena and whether they're going to pay their bills to this new place and stay there? I just, I can't. It's been an untenable ownership uh, situation for over a decade plus and one owner in, one owner out, you know, bankruptcy, the league running them for several different times, um, not paying your bills, you know, now you're in a college rink and you're hoping to get build this new arena and that that's going to solve everything. I just think we've got almost two, well, almost three decades. We have two and a half decades worth of sample size now that prove that market can't sustain NHL success. And it might, you know, listen, they have not had the benefit of having a good team. I mentioned the, the record earlier. They have one of the, they have the second worst record in hockey among teams that have played in the, in the league that long. So I get it. If they had had a Stanley cup contender a couple of these times, maybe that could have sparked a boom uh, with the hockey community there, but it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. And because it hasn't happened and because it's not a natural hockey market, it doesn't seem like it's coming anytime soon. So I think if you're the NHL, you just have to admit defeat on this one. You have to admit failure and give that team to a city and a market that will appreciate it. There are many. There are there's Quebec City. You know there is. I mean, even try something on like Houston. Try some anything. Try a, try a second Toronto team. Uh, Cleveland, Portland, Portland, Oregon. They have the facility to do it, the arena to do it. You got to find an owner interested to do it, but. I mean, there are so many markets that are much more deserving of an NHL franchise than this one. Um, and every year that goes by, it just it gets more and more embarrassing, and they are at their their epitome of embarrassment right now. How about the team on the ice? Well, the team kind of matches all I just said about them off the ice. Uh, they're bad. Four, six, and one. Nine points. They are tanking. Uh, they are hoping to get Connor Bedard in next year's NHL draft. Uh, they are not in last place right now, though. So if you're the Coyotes... 
you're probably hoping that you get up in the draft, you get Connor Bedard, and that sparks your franchise a little bit. But as of right now, they're seventh last. They're 26th out of 32 teams. Um, Vancouver, Anaheim, San Jose, Ottawa, St. Louis, and Columbus are all lower than the Coyotes in the standings. But the Coyotes are a bad team. They have a league-worse 36.4% expected goals for percentage. They are the worst possession team in hockey. They're one of the worst shot attempt teams in hockey. Uh, their leading scorer on the year is Clayton Keller. Uh, Clayton Keller is a pretty nice player, 24 years old. He has a point a game, three goals, eight assists for 11 points in 11 games played. Shane Gossespierre on the back end having a pretty nice offensive season with 10 points in 11 games played. Their minute eater, it's kind of funny. This is kind of shows where the Coyotes are as a franchise. The guy who leads their team in minutes with 23 minutes and 18 seconds a night, J.J. Moser. You probably don't know who J.J. Moser is. Now, it's not entirely your fault. He is new. He is a nice prospect. Second-round pick a couple years ago of the Coyotes, only 22 years old uh, from Switzerland. Um, but I'm part of the, it's it's hard to get good numbers like this anywhere on the Coyotes roster, no matter who you are. Uh, but Moser is a 35% expected goals for rate, just five points on the season. Um, not getting the results. I don't know if that's just his situation or if he really is that bad a player, but he has got some bad underlying numbers uh, so far to start this year. JJ Moser, um, their goalie situation, Carol Vel veg Melka is their starter. Connor Ingram, is their backup. I don't know who's going to be playing tonight. They have not announced that yet. It was uh, just double checking here to make sure. Yeah, no announcement as of yet. So it'll be Eric Comrie for the Sabres. Uh, if I didn't say that earlier, go for the Sabres going up against either Med Veg Melka or Ingram. It's a tough one. Uh, so that's your uh, synopsis of the Arizona Coyotes. We'll come back and we'll preview tonight's betting matchup between the Sabres and the Coyotes uh, and some bets that I like, including one my favorite prop bet of the night. That's coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. We are brought to you by Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, they want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Sabres listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, a third year in a row. An emergency 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is a whole home security. <coughs> excuse me, system with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras from inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when the threat is real. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than $1 a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off at any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash you are says locked on NHL today this is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. All right, betonline.net. We've got a betting preview of tonight's game between the Sabres and the Coyotes, a seven o'clock puck drop at Key Bank Center. And the Sabres are a favorite. Sabres are a favorite for only the fourth time this season, uh, and they are a heavy favorite. Minus 235 
on the money line against the Coyotes, the biggest favorite the Sabres have been all year. In fact, they're even favored to win by more than a goal. The puck line, minus one and a half. So the Sabres would have to win by two or more. Sabres minus 105. So you would have to bet 105 to win 100. The Coyotes plus 210 on the money line, minus 115 on the puck line. So if you wanted to bet the Coyotes on the puck line to either lose by one or win, you would have to bet 115 to win 100. So either of those pique my interest for the Sabres tonight. I do like the Sabres on the puck line. I don't want to go with a minus 235 bet on the money line, but I like the almost even odds for the Sabres to win by more than one. They are getting empty netters. Every time the Sabres are winning, they're getting empty net goals. So that really uh, gives you an advantage if they're able to do that uh, towards getting the puck line, of course, for the Sabres. The over-under in this game, over six and a half uh, in this game, the over minus 117, the under is the underdog here at plus 106. I think I like the under tonight. Uh, I've been doing unders all night, all year. That hasn't necessarily been going great for me. The Sabres are six and five on the, uh, on the over. So five unders and six, uh, excuse me, five unders and six overs this season. But I like the under for tonight's game. Um, I don't think the Coyotes are going to find their way to scoring more than one goal. I just don't think they're a good hockey team at all. The worst team in hockey. And I don't see them scoring much on the Sabres, especially with Rasmus Dahlin uh, back in the lineup. I like one prop bet a lot for tonight's game. And that is Casey Middlestat at plus 300 to score a goal. Middlestat is not a goal scorer, but he has been bumped up to playing with Tage Thompson uh, on in tonight's game. And I think that's going to lead to more five on five minutes. And I think that could lead to more scoring opportunities. And you're getting a longer shot odd than several guys like Dylan Cousins at plus 275, Alex Tuck at plus 179, uh, Tage Thompson at plus 120, I mean, Middlestat is playing the same line as Thompson, but it's almost three times as likely that he's going to score as Thompson. Thompson certainly should be favored here, but uh, I like Middlestat to score tonight at plus 300 because he's going to get more minutes and he's on a line that is going to uh, make it easier for him to score some goals. Uh, All right, that's going to do it for us today here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Enjoy the Sabres matchup with the Coyotes on Tuesday night. We'll be back to recap the game tomorrow, and then we'll start talking Jack Eichel and the Vegas Golden Knights. The Sabres host them on Thursday. Thanks for listening to Locked on Sabres and making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked on Sports today. Biggest stories of the day. Plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy Sabres Coyotes, and we'll talk to you tomorrow here on Lockdown Sabres.